You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. I decided to simulate the 2021 NBA draft on NBA 2K21, and boy, were the results wild. I'll share with you what 2K predicted to happen. Plus, Locked On Lakers host Andy Kamnetsky joins me to talk about the possibility of a Kyle Kuzma and Buddy Heald swap, whether or not Contavious Caldwell-Pope or Montrez Harrell would be involved in the deal. And Andy even asks about the possibility of the Kings trading Harrison Barnes to the Lakers. It's all on today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, including, of course, the NBA Draft, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And speaking of the NBA Draft, GOAT Chad Ford, Locked On Draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. I will be involved in the show. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Sports Radio host for the last six, nearly seven years. It'll be seven years next month. Crazy to think about. And this will be my eighth season covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist. It's been a while since I've done one of these fun NBA 2K simulations. They're always crazy. They're always out of left field. They never disappoint with the chaos that happens, which is why I was so pleased with the results of this NBA Draft 2021 simulation. So I have the game on PC. I have a custom mod uh, that that uploaded a as close to realistic draft class as I could possibly get with ratings. And, of course, this is all hearsay. The ratings were developed by... Somebody, not me, and obviously their own personal opinion came into play, so some players were rated higher than maybe you or I would, but it was the closest thing I could get to realistic. I plugged them in to my league mode in NBA 2K21, went to the draft, I was in control of no teams, I just simulated and let it go. And here's what happened. Three crazy trades. There are a bunch of other little ones that aren't really worth talking about, But unfortunately, none of the trades had anything to do with the Sacramento Kings. In fact, it was a pretty boring simulation for the Sacramento Kings. But we still got three massive fireworks. The first being the Cleveland Cavaliers trading the third overall pick and Kevin Love to the Indiana Pacers for Miles Turner, TJ Warren, and pick 13. The Orlando Magic traded picks 5 and 8 to the Toronto Raptors for number 4. And the Raptors weren't done there. The Raptors traded Pascal Siakam to the New York Knicks for Julius Randle and pick number 19. Those were the three firework trades that happened in the simulation. Now let me give you the lottery, the top 15 picks. The Pistons, with the number one overall pick, took Cade Cunningham. Houston took Evan Mobley second. The Pacers, who moved up to three, took Jalen Green third. Orlando at number four took Jalen Suggs. Toronto at five took Jonathan Kaminga. The Oklahoma City Thunder at 6 took Scotty Barnes. The Golden State Warriors at 7 took Josh Giddy. The Toronto Raptors at 8 took Alperin Sengun. And the Sacramento Kings at 9 took Keon Johnson. 
with both Moses Moody and Franz Wagner on the board. Speaking of those two, the Memphis Grizzlies took Franz Wagner at 10. Charlotte Hornets took Moses Moody at 11. San Antonio Spurs took Davion Mitchell at 12. The Cleveland Cavaliers took James Booknight at 13. The Golden State Warriors took Corey Kispert at 14. More shooting in Golden State. And finally, the Washington Wizards took Kai Jones at 15. Gotta love NBA 2K simulations, right? They're crazy. They're all over the place. Thought that was fun to do. I only simulated it once. I'm sure if I simulated it more, it would have come up with even more chaos. But one was enough for my heart rate. But now that we've experienced the fun of fantasy, and I can do more 2K simulations of random things if you want. I might even do one tomorrow leading up to the draft on Thursday. But let's talk about reality a little bit. And the reality is, like we talked about a lot on yesterday's Locked on Kings podcast, that the trade rumors involving the Sacramento Kings and Los Angeles Lakers, Kyle Kuzma for Buddy Heald, amongst other players, has really picked up steam over the last 48 hours. And I'm going to talk with Locked On Lakers host Andy Kamenetsky here in just a second. We're going to discuss this trade, the realisticness of this trade, what Kuzma would provide the Kings, what Buddy Heald would provide the Lakers, who would also come to Sacramento in addition to Kyle Kuzma and more. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes like Fiat and Kia and models, Pacifica, XT5, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brands that his warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com offers all the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. I know nothing about cars. Absolutely nothing about cars. But when I know what part I need, I go to RockAuto.com. It's in my basket and on its way to my house within hours. It's amazing. Plus, it saves me a ton of money. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com I might be called a traitor for this by Locked On Kings listeners and Sacramento Kings fans, but yes, I willingly invited one of the hosts of the Locked On Lakers podcast here onto Locked On Kings. Andy Kamenetsky is nice enough to join me. We are going to talk about uh, this Kyle Kuzma for Buddy Heald trade conversation that's really been picking up some steam over the last 48 hours. And Andy, I don't know from the Lakers perspective, but from the Sacramento Kings perspective, there's always that Kings-Lakers rivalry that will never, ever die going all the way back of course to the late 90s and early 2000s so I don't know how it is in LA if they even know that the Kings exist but here in Sacramento the rivalry is still very strong my friend well I mean first of all I just want to reassure all your listeners that my appearance here it's purely transactional like from your perspective this is just about information and you're just looking for a perspective closer to the team it's not about you know, liking my allegiances, liking what I stand for, liking me, frankly. <laughs> so just everybody needs to understand that. Like you remain you, Matt. It's a, it's, and and nobody should nobody should feel betrayed over this. Well, I appreciate that. It's a diplomatic meeting in, in reality. It's one of those I don't want to, but I have to type things. Really, I dread yeah, it. it. It's very the enemy of my enemy is my friend. In this case, the the friend, I guess, would be your listeners. 
normally when we bring up even the idea of Sacramento Kings and Los Angeles Lakers trades, Kings fans are immediately against it because they hate the possibility of the Kings trading someone to the Lakers who then becomes good and ultimately hates or helps rather uh, the Lakers win. They, they don't like the idea of that. But in this situation, the conversation that we're going to get into today, a uh, Kyle Kuzma for Buddy Heald amongst other pieces swap, this is potentially something where both teams can really benefit. Uh, I'm, I'm curious how you look at this because 48 hours ago, not too much to to think about between these two teams. Uh, of course, the Sacramento Kings have been uh, shopping Buddy Heald and, and floating his name out there to see uh, who was interested. But suddenly, it's it's become this could be a very real trade possibility that's on the table for both teams. Something that could happen. It wouldn't happen on draft night. I believe it would happen at the start of the actual NBA calendar, which is like August first or August second. But this has picked up steam really quickly. Yeah, and I I get it from the Laker perspective as imperfect a player as Buddy Heald is, and you see some of the minuses with him. I'm sure uh, a lot of the listeners, you know, who watch him on a game to game basis, are aware of him. He's an elite shooter, and he's an elite shooter from a lot of different spots on the floor. He's an elite shooter in terms of the different ways that he can get that outside shot, and that is something that the Lakers have been badly badly missing and needing, you know, certainly during the LeBron James era, if nothing else. And, you know, that, that ability to open up the floor for LeBron to open it up for AD is something that they really need. And Buddy Heald can do that. So I, I understand where that interest and the reported actual discussions between these teams would come from. I mean, he, like, if nothing else, Buddy Heald would be an amazing, amazing experiment for the Lakers to run in terms of just their true ability to sap the outside shooting uh, skills of anybody who joins this team, because they've had a lot of guys over the last few years that are supposedly three-point specialists, and all of them have struggled with this team. So if they, if they could do it to Buddy Heald, Matt, I think they can do it to anybody. Well, the elite appeal and and the elite shooting of Buddy Heald really it has a lot of people talking about him and people sometimes just look at his box score and they'll see almost or around 10 three-point attempts per game shooting 40% from three-point range and think, man, that is efficiency. Uh, but like you talked about a little bit, those of us who watch Buddy Heald on a night-to-night basis, we see the other areas of his game that he struggles. We see how much of a nightmare he is on the defensive end of the floor. He's gotten better uh, as a, a ball handler, although he still makes boneheaded mistakes. He's gotten better as a facilitator as assist numbers have slowly climbed he's been a better rebounder than I think people give him credit for but still he does one thing really 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 well and then everything else is just kind of all right and that's exposed him a little bit uh, in Luke Walton's system which has gotten us to this point where it, it sounds like the Kings are, are ready to move on especially when it comes to getting off of uh, the money that he was paid by Vlade Divac and the uh, the former regime uh, so let me ask you this the main piece coming back to the Sacramento Kings in this conversation is Kyle Kuzma and Kuzma is a name that I feel like the Lakers have been shopping for the last two three seasons is that accurate and why is that why is there an urgency if there is one for the Lakers to get rid of Kuzma and should the Kings or anybody be concerned by that well I mean I think this year shopping Kuzma is different than him being reportedly in trade rumors the last couple years this year it whether the Lakers really want to to part ways with Kuzma or not, and in, in terms of just being fair to Kuz, the last couple of years, 
regardless of what you think of the way he's played. And I, I think last season he's better. He was better in certain ways than you would see just from his numbers. Kuz has done everything they've ever asked of him. Like he has really been a good soldier in terms of doing the stuff that, you know, often leads to winning, but doesn't necessarily lead to personal glory. You know, two years ago, he did that as a young player heading into a contract year for his first potential payday. And while it was clear that he wasn't necessarily always thrilled with that as a role, and I think he thinks he can do more than that, he's not an outward complainer and he plays extremely hard. This year, though, if, if the Lakers want to make moves of any type of significance, they have to include Kuzma in these discussions because other than KS, uh, KCP, they don't have anybody under contract that they fully control right now who makes any type of significant salary. So they kind of have no choice. And then the, the couple of years before that, you know, like when the Lakers were looking to acquire Anthony Davis or another megastar, it was all of their young players were, you know, on the block. I mean, like literally every, you know, the, the season before they got uh, Anthony Davis in that trade, but, you know, they, they tried for him in the, in a very publicly botched negotiation with the Pelicans, literally the entire team was on the block other than LeBron. And, you know, I mean, even guys like Rajon Rondo acknowledged like, yeah, this was a, distracting trade deadline for me. And, you know, it's not like Rondo hasn't been around forever. It's not like he's never been traded before. So I, I think, I think with Kuzma, anytime he's been shopped around or, you know, on the block, that sort of thing available, I don't know how much of it has to do with direct dissatisfaction with him as much as one way or another, the cost of doing business, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for me, the appeal of Kuzma is the is what he would be at least in my mind coming to Sacramento immediately fills a position of need or, or provides some depth uh, at a position that the Kings significantly lack it. I'd like to believe he's a better defender than Buddy Heald is, even though they're two he's impro- he has improved so much defensively. Like I, I'm not going to oversell this to Kings fans. He's not a stopper by any stretch, but when he came into the league, he was a train wreck hmm. defensively. Like he recently described himself as a stop sign. When he when he entered the league, basically just being like, yeah, you know, we, we I recommend you stop as uh, as I come to defend you. But, you know, ultimately, I'm just a sign. You know, he, he's gotten much, much better. He, he's much smarter now. He's much more knowledgeable of what what he's supposed to be doing. He's way more reliable. Again, he's not a stopper, but yeah, he's better than Buddy Heald. And Kuzma, at least offensively, had one of the best, if not the best, year uh, of his career under Luke Walton. Now, granted, he was playing on a a bad team uh, at the time, but the expectations, I believe, for Kyle Kuzma here in Sacramento is uh, you're playing more of your natural position. I imagine the majority of his minutes would, would be as a four, whether it's off the bench or as a starter, that would be determined. Uh, but you're you're playing alongside De'Aaron. You're playing next to or behind, really, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. More than likely, playing behind Harrison Barnes as well. So it's a it's a fill role where you'll get more opportunity uh, in in your natural position versus how I look at his situation in La- in Lakerland, where he was really truly just a complementary player to two stars. Am I am I accurate there? I mean, it's certainly possible, you know, the, the, the way Luke Walton has had success with him as a scorer in the past could lead to that. Again, the context matters on, on, on those teams you're talking about, somebody had to be the leading scorer and, you know, Kuz was a really, really smooth scorer 
for a first year, second year player. I mean, with Kuzma, it was interesting because there was so much time uh, hype at the time when they drafted him on Lonzo and Kuzma was the 27th pick and a lot of people weren't familiar with him at all. And he took everything so unexpectedly by storm. There was a found money factor with him, you know, and, and when you combine in, you know, the personality and he, he really does have like a star mentality attitude and, and aura about him. And, you know, he, he likes the spotlight. He loves the fits and the drip and the hair and all that stuff. Like he, that, that is part of Kuzma not even so much in a look at me way as it is like, I think he really is built to be a star. Like whether or not you think he is a star talent, he is built to be that kind of guy. You know, he had an infamous steak dinner with Kobe where Kobe uh, endorsed him in terms of, I think just his attitude towards the game and, you know, that fearlessness to look to get buckets early in his career. You know, he's, some of the scoring has gone down, I think out of necessity. Some of it, I think, has been him not quite figuring out how to be that type of guy with the ball in his hands less, with things built around him less, having to pick his spots more. But it's it's funny when you talked about Buddy Heald as a guy that does one thing shooting at an elite level, nothing else particularly well. Kuzma's kind of the opposite. He doesn't do any one thing, at least the last couple of years, at an elite level. But he's growing reasonably good at many different things. You know, the, the key for Kuzma right now is trying to take the, the versatility that I think he's developed as a player in sort of these individual skill sets and being able to apply them all together. Like he, he's not like the way Lamar Odom used to be a jack of all trades, master of none. Lamar could do all this stuff over the course of multiple games. Like he had that type of, of control over his skill set, that type of mastery. Kuzma doesn't have that yet. I, I, I think that's sort of the difference between him and a really versatile player at a high level. But I do think he's more versatile than Buddy Heald. Locked on Kings is brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, including the NBA draft. You can bet on the order. You can bet on who the Kings are going to take at nine or whether or not they're going to trade the pick. You can bet on it all, including MLB baseball going on right now, uh, professional soccer, UFC, MMA fighting, golf, the Olympics. You can bet on it all at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs. Check out their prop bets as well. A lot of fun there. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. And make sure you tune into our Locked On Bets national show here on the Locked On Podcast Network, a free resource to help you make money on Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You talked about his, maybe his attitude being built to be a star do you think that could become an issue with his unhappiness playing in Sacramento, California, compared compared to Los Angeles? I mean, they got Instagram in uh, Sacramento, right? They do. He'll be fine. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, do I think he'd rather be in L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I mean, well, your guests, probably, your listeners probably hate me anyway, so what difference does it make? Um, I mean, you go to most people and say, where would you rather live, L.A. or Sacramento? They're going to take L.A. I mean, I don't, I don't mean that as a shot at Sacramento. I'm just saying if you're playing the odds, most people will pick L.A., particularly if you're somebody who likes, you know, a bit more of a scene. 
But do I think if Kuzma goes to Sacramento, is he going to be unhappy in a way that translates into pouting on the court? No, I, I would I would be very surprised by that, to be honest. Well, that's good to know. So the the last part of this deal is the, the Kings would love probably if they could just do a, a healed for Kuzma swap and save themselves immediately the $9 million difference between these two contracts, but the Lakers don't have the cap space to absorb all of Buddy's money without sending more money out. And the two names uh, that have been potentially attached to this deal have been both Montrez Harrell, who has a $9 million player option, if I believe, and then Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Uh, two very different players in terms of the Sacramento Kings situation. Uh, with Contavious Caldwell-Pope, they would have to take on actually more money than they'd be sending out in a Buddy Heald trade, uh, which we didn't think was ever going to be the case in a Buddy Heald deal. Then you talk about Montrez Harrell, who fills the position of need for Sacramento, potentially can provide some center depth as the Kings don't know if they're going to be able to afford to bring back Rashawn Holmes. So I tweeted this out earlier today. If the Sacramento Kings are able to work out this deal and accept this deal, or this deal is there for them, uh, Buddy Heald, or uh, number 22, Harrell, uh, and Kyle Kuzma, I don't know if they could hope for better value than that for a guy like Buddy on the significant contract that he's on. Yeah, I got to be honest. That feels like a lot for Heald to me. Yeah. Um, like the the pick and Harrell and Kuzma, if, if for no other reason than just for the Lakers to maintain assets to look to make other deals. I, I'll say this much. If if it ends up Montrez Harrell as part of that deal, the Kings will be getting a guy that I think will be very happy to be a part of a different situation, You know, possibly have a different type of role, what he would view as more opportunity. Doesn't always mean that Harrell will finish the season happy. Um, you know, he... He can be a he he plays his ass off as advertised. That dude plays exceptionally hard, like the more or less the entire time he is on the court. And his energy can be really, really infectious. He is also an extremely emotional player who wears those emotions on his sleeve. Um, if you follow him on Twitter, you'll know there there's a lot of venting that goes on, like his. Twitter feed at times feels like somewhere between a, a confessional booth and like, you know, a faux inspirational talks, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, he'll he'll play hard. And I, and I imagine uh, Harold would actually be pretty happy with uh, with the, the with the change of scenery. So if, if he ended up part of that deal, if if nothing else, I, I think he he the Kings would get a guy who'd very much start out the season thrilled with it. We'll end with this. Between Harrell and KCP, out of the two, would the Lakers prefer moving one over the other in your mind? Of course, the player option of Harrell has something to do with that too. I mean, it would. I think losing KCP and Kuzma, at least with the team currently constructed, could be difficult in terms of the depth with guys that you know would be in the playoff rotation. Harold creates a different complication in the sense that all of a sudden they start becoming pretty thin up front and they don't have as many immediate uh, mechanisms to replace Harold. But I think with Harold, there's always that concern that he's just, he's not going to be happy with his role. Although depending on what the Lakers do, if, if it ends up just him, Mark Gasol and Anthony Davis as the primary bigs heading into the season, the way it was heading in the last season, 
then maybe Harold would be fine with it. And, you know, it was really only the last couple months, you know, upon adding Andre Drummond that Harold started seeming more unhappy with his role in the team. And to be fair to him, I don't blame him. He started ending up in and out of the rotation. His minutes started going down. He shouldn't be happy with that. So, you know, I mean, I, I want to make it clear. I, I'm not saying this stuff like Harold is like he's a problem just for the sake of looking for his numbers. You know, I mean, guys want to play. They should want to. But he's a guy that when he's not happy, you're going to know it. And, you know, there had been there had been some hints, uh, you know, some sort of ominous quotes coming from guys who've been part of the championship team um, about certain guys not buying into their roles. Um, I don't think it would be completely out of school to assume that Harold could have been one of those guys being referred to. Well, Andy, for someone who covers the Lakers, it was a surprisingly decent conversation. Re- really quick before we go, can I ask you something? Absolutely. What are the odds you think that the Lakers could swing a deal for Harrison Barnes? Oh, we talked about this a tiny bit off the air, but I'm actually glad you brought it up and thank you for asking. I think it's significantly lower uh, than a a Buddy Heald deal. Just with the idea behind it is the Kings have had such a hard time in the past finding a Harrison Barnes type player that even if uh, they could get significant value or max value for Barnes, they might be a little hesitant, or at least I would be a little hesitant because we don't know where that replacement is going to come from versus in Buddy Heald's situation, his replacement in Tyrese Halliburton in the starting lineup uh, is already here. So in my mind, if the Lakers are going to make a move work for Harrison Barnes, it would have to feel like a significant overpay from the Lakers side to, to everybody else. And I don't know. I mean, the Kings, there's no way the Kings are getting AD or LeBron out of the deal. So we can take that out completely. It would have to be probably significant draft compensation in addition to uh, Kyle Kuzma and Montrez Harrell or something like that. However, the money would work. I'd say the chances of it are probably what? 10%, 15%. I'd say they're very, very low. Well, that's disappointing. He's actually the King that I, I would, prefer over uh, Buddy Heald in terms of guys that you could picture getting moved at all, but uh, the reasons you lay out make total sense. A nice try by Andy there to try and get Harrison Barnes in the deal. That's not happening, Andy. But I do appreciate him coming on the Locked on Kings podcast. Yes, even though he covers the Los Angeles Lakers, it's fun to talk to him from time to time. But in all seriousness, uh, Andy and his brother do a phenomenal job covering the Lakers over on the Locked on Lakers podcast. If you ever have any interest for some reason in what the Lakers are doing, make sure you tune in uh, and listen to them. And if a deal actually goes down, a buddy for Kuzma swap, uh, we will be sure to do a crossover episode and actually talk about this deal and break it down on both sides. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I hope you enjoyed my NBA Draft 2K simulation. And I can't wait for the NBA Draft live show, our Locked On Draft coverage presented by Built Bar coming on Thursday. Very excited for that. I'm also very excited to let you know that the Locked On Kings YouTube channel is live. Yes, the Locked On Kings podcast has come to YouTube. Our first video podcast will be available the night of the NBA Draft. So the draft recap show for the Sacramento Kings will be available for you to watch on YouTube. And don't worry, audio listeners, nothing's changing with the audio podcast. We'll still be uploaded right here for you wherever you listen to your podcasts if you don't want to see my ugly face actually talking to you through your computer or phone screen. 
but please consider subscribing to the Locked on Kings YouTube channel. I look forward to doing pre-recorded and live content there, video interviews, so much great stuff coming to the Locked on Kings YouTube channel. You can find the link on my Twitter account because if you actually just YouTube Locked on Kings right now, you'll actually get the Locked on NHL Kings from Los Angeles, their podcast. I'm sure once our first show goes live, then you'll be able to find Locked on Kings in the search bar on YouTube. But you can find the link on my Twitter. If you want, I can email it to you personally. Just ask me for it. My Twitter is at Radio. My email, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. And I'll have the link posted in the bio of this and every future podcast episode for you to go and find. So please consider subscribing. I look forward to doing more video content. Should be a lot of fun. And I look forward to having former Sacramento King Dante Green on tomorrow's Locked On Kings podcast. Going to talk to him about his time as a Sacramento King, what it's like playing in the Big Three League, talk about the NBA draft, and a lot more. So I hope you'll join me for that. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.